Shall we begin? folks welcome to a brand new episode of the frankly francisco podcast as you all know already i'm francisco so on today's episode we are going to have a conversation about toxic family members uh this may be push a lot of red buttons for for a lot of folks some people may not like what i have to say i frankly don't care this is a subject that has to be talked about and it is not being brought up the way it should be brought up because of people's uh, sensibilities. People use family as an excuse to treat other family members like they don't exist. And it's a trend that needs to stop uh, with certain people. And it can be a very lonely feeling for a lot of people when you have a ton of relatives and you really don't have family. There's a difference. You can be related by blood to a bunch of people, but that doesn't necessarily make them your family. It can be quite troubling when you think you have a support system in place and the support system is really not there. Everybody has their preferences on, you know, everybody has their favorite, you know, aunts, uncles, cousins. It's just the way the things it is. But when people portray themselves to be family and that they're always going to be there for you and, you know, we're blood and it's a lot of the times it's nonsense. You know, people, even family uses family. Um, Family members can be toxic just as friends can be toxic And sometimes you have to cut those family members off, even if you don't want to. And it's a difficult thing, you know, when you people start accepting the fact that you don't always have to bow to your family and their needs. Sometimes you have to be a little bit selfish for your own family and your own needs. So I prefer to look at it as out of sight, out of mind. Um, Some family members want you to sacrifice everything for them and don't want to reciprocate that back to you. And sometimes we just have to learn when to walk away, put ourselves in a better situation where we don't have to deal with that nonsense. Sometimes the hardest thing for me, me being a family man, you know, married father, five, I love family. I'm all about family, even cousins, uncles, aunts, relatives, always want to be involved. I always want to check in on people, but sometimes it feels like you the one who has to do always the checking in and nobody else does. You're the one who puts out the effort to check in on people and they never do. Sometimes that kind of repetitive behavior can get old really quick and you get tired of being the one to reach out to people and people don't want to do the same thing for you. It gets kind of frustrating. And a lot of times I sit back and I wonder why even do I try? Why do I try to go out there and try to, you know, spend time reaching out to family members that don't want to reach back out to me? It can be a little frustrating at times. But at the end of the day, I'm always going to be about family, you know, like Vin Diesel likes to say, mi familia. Uh, But sometimes I want to just sit back and just take a break from it and and see who really cares. Because the people that really care about you are the ones who's going to make the effort to reach out to you. Just because you blood doesn't mean you family. It's, you know, the way it is. I have friends that I've known for years that I can say that are actual family compared to some of the blood relatives that I have. It's sad, but it's it's factual. You know, I got family members I haven't spoken to my entire life. I got uncles and aunts I've never met my whole life. I got cousins. And you know us Hispanics, we got more cousins and uncles and aunts than anybody in the world. 
you might be walking down the street and bump into a family member and not even know it's your family member. But I do have some cousins that I'm close with. I do have some cousins that I keep in contact with. Uh, you know, you're never going to be able to get a hold of all your family whenever you want to. We all have our own lives. We have kids. We have, you know, spouses that we need to take care of, jobs, livelihoods that we have to take care of. So it's never going to be easy to be, you know, 24-hour contact or even, you know, we follow each other's lives on social media. That's just the way it is right now. Social media does, gives us the capability to do things when we can't be in person. I'm in a different state. Most of my cousins are either in New York City or in Puerto Rico. It, it can be it can be tiresome sometimes to try to keep up with everybody and everybody's lives. So, you know, we comment on each other's posts. We see how we're doing every once in a while. But, you know, mostly it's out of sight, out of mind. And I get it. I get it. But, you know, it was never like that when I was younger. It was all about, you know, we used to have family gatherings. I missed out on so much when I moved. My mom moved us from New York City to Cleveland, Ohio. And it was like at that age where we were just peaking of growing up together. And then it just got, you know, taken away. But I don't regret moving. I built my life in Cleveland and then decided after 20 years, it was time to pick up and move. Not having any family down here whatsoever, not having my mom, my brothers, but, you know, it was needed to get done. Sometimes you have to make that change in order to give yourself a peace of mind and not be around people, even if they're your family, because you really can tell who cares about you, who doesn't. So in the two years that we've been down here, we haven't been, been visited once by a family member on my side of the family. We just recently had my wife's cousin over which was the first time in two years, but that really tells you something. Um, you know, we've been back to Cleveland a few times already to visit family, but for some reason, you know, it's, it's never a thing for anybody to come down. So I, you know, I have a relationship with one of my brothers, but one of my other brothers, I really don't have a relationship with, um, you know, I don't like people who are try to tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do and how you should live your life. Everybody should be able to live the life the way they want to. And I hate when people try to use family to guilt you into doing things, um, family to try to guilt you into uh, reciprocating certain things that I don't feel comfortable doing, especially when I have my own family, my own kids to take care of. It can be quite annoying at times, but I still try. I still try. The saddest part is, is that I remember those days where we all used to have those parties where we used to have all our cousins and aunts come in. We used to party in, you know, the apartments in New York City. And I want to be 42 and I have memories of, you know, us getting together. And, you know, we used to have these big garbage cans filled with ice and all the drinks used to be in there, finger foods. Everybody knows, all my cousins know what I'm talking about when, when I say that stuff. And then when we moved uh, and we moved to Cleveland, that kind of all went away because we didn't have any family over there. There was no one there that we can really fall back on. Um, I had to make new friends. Uh, so, you know, and it's had my immediate family, which was my mother, my uncle, my, my uh, brothers. Sometimes, you know, you think back and you think about the times that you've missed growing up, uh, especially on my dad's side of the family, since me losing my dad so young, you know, I thought I was going to have that forever. And I wanted to move as well because it was a fresh start for everybody, but I didn't think the impact that it would have going forward missing out on so much with my cousins and my aunts down there. Um, it had an effect on me 
where now I want to make sure that my kids have that closeness that, you know, I missed out on a lot of the times and people grow apart. No one's ever going to be, you know, hundred percent close forever in a day. That just doesn't happen. People float apart. But when you don't have a relationship with the people that are closest to you, that, you know, that can be, that can sting a little bit and it can take time to recover. And time heals all wounds. It does. It just takes time to get over certain things. And sometimes personalities don't mesh like they should. Even if you are blood, sometimes you guys just can't get along. That's just the way of it because your ideologies are different. The way you view the world is different. You can still be adults and still talk, but the closeness is not going to be there. You can love your family member. You can love your mother. You can love your brothers. You can love your dad. You can love all your family. Doesn't necessarily mean you have to be around your family because family can be a detriment to you at times too. It can, it can stifle your growth as a person. It can stifle your, your, you know, your resolve to move forward in this world and, you know, figure out the things that you want to do. And the difficult part is, is how do you balance that? How do you balance showing that you still care about your family, but you don't want to put up with the toxic stuff that comes along with that sometimes. And this is where we got to find that happy medium. And I know a lot of you people out there know what I'm talking about, because I'm sure you guys have family members that you absolutely love. You just can't deal with it anymore. And it's tough because you want them to be a part of your life. You want them to see you and your kids grow, but sometimes you have to back away. You have to put yourself in a situation where you know it's going to be the best situation for you and your family, in your family, you know, and sometimes I sit back and go, was this the right decision to move down South? And it was absolutely was. I've never been happier down here. My growth has been phenomenal down here. My kids are happy. My wife is happy. It's peaceful. And sometimes you need that peace in your life where you just don't want to deal with the drama, no matter who it is. I don't care if it's your own mom. Sometimes you just need to take a step back and let some time go by before that communication get opened up again and you can start talking to the ones you love. Because when things are still fresh and you're still aggravated, Certain things can get said that you really don't mean. Some of it you do mean, but a lot of it you don't. It's just coming from a place of anger and sadness, and you don't want to, uh, you know, spew it out at the wrong time, and it could just create deeper wounds. So I think time, sometimes stepping away and finding that peace for a while and finding your place and learning how to manage that stuff can put you in a better headspace where those lines of communication get opened back up. But uh, for me right now, I'm in a place where my focus is strictly on my wife, my kids, and making sure that, you know, I can keep flourishing as a person. And, you know, when folks start reaching out and start talking, it can't always be you. You can't always be the one who's responsible to reaching out to people. They're grown, you know, and I hate when people go, well, if they don't reach out to me, I'm not reaching out to them. That's that logic doesn't make any sense. I've reached out to people who haven't reached out to me in years, but that's just me. I'm that type of person who I can, I'll tell my wife all the time, man, I ain't reaching out to these people no more. I don't care about them. They don't get a hold of me. I'm not getting a hold of them. And then a week later, I'm telling my wife, hey, I wrote my cousin to see how they were, or I wrote, called my aunt in New York City to see how her health was. And these are people who a lot of the times, 
you know, won't write me at all, won't write me for months, but I keep it going because I care and I've always cared. And sometimes I think that can be, you know, a drawback for me sometimes because I just keep pushing the issue sometimes, even though sometimes they don't want to respond. Sometimes I don't get any responses back, but I keep pushing because I care. And I've always been about my family. I've always been about keeping that togetherness going. And it's like with, I have a a friend, a real close friend. I've known him for over a decade and we were real close, but then, you know, I moved and we live in different States and we talk. And then eventually, you know, he got with his girl, he got married and we don't talk as much anymore because we just have two different lives, but we'll always check in every once in a while to see how each other's doing or catch up. But you know, it's their family when you know that the minute you stop talking, when you start talking again, it's like you guys never stop talking. That's how you know you have true friend or true family members. You can bring up those memories and those are good memories that you can bring up. Bring up. Um, around my family, there's been, especially my dad's side of the family, there's been a lot of bad stuff that's happened throughout the years. I've lost a lot of family members. Um, I've gained a lot of family members from my cousins having their own kids and it's a beautiful thing. You know, they're growing up strong and I know my cousins are out there doing their thing and, you know, living their lives and making their money. Sometimes I just wish we were all just a little bit closer. I know if I was in New York city, I, it would be a different story. I know I'd be growing up around those kids. They'd be growing up around mine, but there's no guarantee that I would have had my kids in New York city. There's no guarantee. I would have made my, met my wife in New York city. Um, I'm very grateful for the life that I have right now and the, the things that I'm able to do, but I had to take a step back and realize how important it was for me to keep myself in a good headspace to continue moving forward with my life. Family members can sometimes be a drag on you, whether they want to admit it or not. Sometimes they can be toxic because they use family as an excuse to try to take advantage of you, or they use, you know, guilt as a way to keep you drawn in, even though you're, you know, you're doing your best to live your life and be a good, a good person. And family members will talk about you. They'll, they'll be the first ones to talk about you. They'll be the first ones to put you down. They'll be the first ones to, you know, make you feel like you're worthless. But at the same time, you have family members that are coming to your defense. Uh, I mean, it's a flip of a coin, people. It can't always be, it's not always going to be one way, 100%. It's not always going to be the other way, 100%. So, like I said, you can have family. Um, you can have relatives, let's say. Relatives, but not family. And I think that's the toughest part because I think we all want to have a closeness with our relatives. And sometimes it's just, it can't happen that way. And I want everybody to realize that stepping back away from that sometimes is a good thing. Sometimes stepping away from those situations can put you at ease and can give you clarity. Sometimes it's tough though. Sometimes people can't step away. Sometimes they have no choice or they feel like they have no choice. And they have to keep themselves in those situations. And it makes things difficult for them to, you know, find a, a step back to breathe and to focus. And sometimes I feel like we all need to take a step back. We just do. We all need to say to ourselves, listen, I love you guys. I always love you guys, but I need me time. I need to focus on my family. I need to focus on my needs. And I think a lot of the people who are stuck in those uh, toxic family situations can't figure how to do that. And it can get frustrating and it can lead to a lot of bad things. 
I've seen where family members are fighting each other. I've seen family members read about family members stabbing each other, shooting each other over the pettiest things. But it's because that stuff is built up over time to the point where one wrong thing was said and the person, family member got pushed over the edge and it was over. I've seen, you know, family members fist fight. I've even gotten into it, you know, with my, with one of my brothers a couple of times, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're, once their space was given, we were able to sit back and calm the situation down and talk things out and get back on the same track. But, you know, you're never going to have that closeness like you did at one point when you were younger and that's okay. You don't have to be close to all your family members. You don't have to be close to everybody in your life. You can keep them at arm's length. They don't have to be here all the time. Uh, and it can get frustrating because you you want to talk to these people. You want to see how they're doing. And you want them to be a part of your life. But it has to be a willingness on both sides for that to happen. And I found that a lot of families just want to be and do their own thing. It is what it is. You know, some cousins are going to be closer to other cousins. Some aunts are going to be closer to, you know, other, other nieces and nephews. You know, I lost my grandmother a few years back and... You know, when the, the patriarch dies of a family, you know, families tend to scatter. And that kind of happened with my family on my dad's side. You know, my family tended to scatter a little bit because, you know, everybody was there for my grandmother, you know, and then my uncles uh, started passing and you know, it got tough. And now everybody's really doing their own thing. And I just wish we had that that closeness that we once had together um, as a family. And, you know, but reality says it's never going to happen. I just wish we, the only time it seems like we ever came together was when, you know, somebody passed and we were all there to say goodbye, you know, but before that, I remember those days where I used to come visit my grandmother in New York city, come off the train, go the first person I used to go see was her right to her house. And as soon as everybody knew I was in town, everybody used to come over to come see me. It was amazing. My cousins, my aunts, you know, even, you know, some of my uncles used to come over. It was an amazing feeling knowing that they cared that much still, even though I was in a different state. But when I came in, it was a celebration. Everybody come see me. And I was trying to spend time as much time as I can with my family. But my grandmother was my first stop every single time I got off that Amtrak train from Cleveland, Ohio to New York City. And she would feed me. It was amazing. If I was hungry, she'd feed me. And then she'd sit there and she'd watch me, which was, you know, an amazing feeling that she... Cause I look so much like my dad. She always used to tell me and I go down there and she make fix me a plate and just sit there and watch me eat and get emotional because she saw a lot of my dad. I mean, she didn't see me much. I was probably going to New York maybe once a year on my own and visiting my family, but it would feel so good when the whole family used to come along and uh, be able to sit there and just, you know, BS and laugh and joke. It was a good feeling. And I was happy that my, grandmother got to meet my daughter, my second to last. She didn't get to meet my son, but she got to meet my, my, uh, my second and youngest, my daughter before she passed. And, you know, it was a good feeling that that happened. Um, I got to see her and I just wish that, uh, before she passed, you know, that I would have been able to see her, but it just didn't happen. Cause I was living in a different state. There wasn't enough time. And I feel like once my grandmother passed, it changed a lot of things within the family structure um, and how closeness everybody was with each other. But, you know, hopefully at one point we can get all back to those family gatherings. And 
I have cousins that are scattered all over the place and they're all living their lives and being successful and doing the things they want to do. And I'm all for it. Be as much, be as successful as you can. I'll try to keep in contact with as many people as I can because I love all my family members. I do. I just want everybody to know you can love your family in your own way. You can love them from a distance or you can love them up close. It all depends on how you see fit and how you see your situation moving forward with that. Don't ever feel like you have to be boxed in or have to be guilted into supporting family or trying to fit the narrative for them, for their narrative and try to, you know, comply for what they, they want you to do. You have to be able to live your own life, take care of your own family, you know, shout out to all my cousins, shout out to my aunts, shout out to my family members on both sides. You know, we've, we've come a long way, you know, everybody has history and sometimes it's not good history. And at some point we gotta, you know, live with the fact that sometimes, you know, families drift apart and they're not always gonna be close together and it's okay. As long as you know, and as long as they know that you love them. And at some point you guys will all come together again. Um, and hopefully just for celebration and not death, um, it just makes things a little bit easier to deal with knowing that I'm not there and they're not here. It's as simple as that. And we can coordinate things and, and do things, but sometimes you just, you can't. And sometimes we just have to deal with, with that fact that we may not see family members for years. We may not talk to our immediate family for years. You know, I haven't spoken to some of my immediate family in a while because I needed a, a mental break. I needed to step back and focus on me um, and not worry about everybody else. I had to step back, focus on me, focus on my health, focus on my, my kids and my wife, my career and the things that I'm trying to do. And I just don't like when people try to guilt me into doing things that I'm not comfortable doing or, you know, forcing me to feel like I'm the one who's in the wrong. And this is why I think it's good for everyone to take a break once in a while and try to see the bigger picture in life see there's more to the world, see there's more to the world than just being related by blood. You know, DNA makes you related, but it doesn't make you family. Uh, and we all got to figure that out for ourselves. And when we do, I think we'll be a lot happier for it. Um, but I appreciate everybody tuning in today. Um, I know this was a bit of a, uh, you know, just need to get some things off my chest. Sometimes you just have to talk. Sometimes you have to be able to say the things that come to mind and you be able to say the things that you, how you feel. A lot of people may find it negative. A lot of people may have some negative things to say, or, you know, they might talk crap about you behind your back, but who cares? Cause this is my platform. This is what I use to express how I feel. And I'm not putting any dirt out there on my family. None, not mentioning names, not saying anything. I'm just simply telling you, stating how I feel and how I feel about certain situations. And if people get offended by it, so be it. But I'm not speaking anything that's not true. Um, but, you know, I keep my family's name, I, I, you know, out of, the, out of the, the space that I'm in right now, just by, you know, protecting their, their identities and protecting, you know, their names, because there's no need for me to do that. You know, we can express how we feel without putting people on blast. And I'm not going to do that to my family. And, any shape or form. But thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. 
uh, tune in for next week. Hopefully we'll start having some guests back on the show, but with everything that's been going on with COVID again, it's just been difficult to get people on. You know, these states are scrambling to close up again. You know, lockdowns are going to happen again. This COVID-19 doesn't seem like it's going to go away, but we just keep chugging along. We'll keep chugging along and keep progressing and trying to keep growing this podcast as best we can. So this will be up on YouTube. Um, it'll be on all streaming sites. Uh, anybody that's interested in coming on the show, just go ahead and message me on IG. I also am on TikTok and my YouTube channel, Twitter as well. So I appreciate you guys tuning in and I will talk to you next week. See you later.